skaters, what's up? This is Ted Schmitz, Vent City. Um, had a little bit of a production delay. Uh, not going to go too into it, but uh, many many a, a professional uh, bottlenecking uh, going on in the, uh, the the production room. But what we do have is an amazing interview with the wonderful Luna Ferrar. Uh, we recorded this a little while ago, so some of the stuff may be a little dated. Don't be mean about it in the comments, or do. I don't care. Enjoy the show. Actually, no, that sounds like something where you wake up and you're like, oh, I just had the most fucked dream of like Ryan Lane, like the feet doing an iPad demo at Mick West. Like that's. <laughs> 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 Here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, skaters? That sounds insane. What's up, skaters? That's more normal. Coming to you live from the second greatest city in the world, <laughs> Costa Mesa, California, is Ryan Lay. That's where he's coming from. Then the fourth greatest city in the world, Monterey, California, we have Alex White. And then if I've done my math right, I'm from the second greatest city in the world, New York City, basically a rock star. It's Ted Schmitz. And then from the greatest, absolute, unmitigated, most wonderful place on earth, Vancouver, Canada, our incredible guest. So lucky to have her. We have Una Farrar. <laughs> I was going to say we need a, like a wrestling uh, uh, audience here for that. Hey, and thank you for having me on this wrestling match slash podcast. <laughs> Una, let's uh let, let's start things off uh with some curb talk. We love curb talk. Nolly flip backside grind. Mark Appleyard inspired? Okay, well, I don't know if you want to count it yet because I don't think that anything that I've done has counted. No knowledge with back fifties I've done have quite counted yet. But I don't I honestly I think I saw face I saw someone doing like fakey flip fakie fifties. And then I was like, Oh, that looks sick. And I suck at that trick. And I was like, well, sometimes my nollie flips go backside a little bit. So maybe they just like to just slip into a little 50. As you know, those Olympic judges do not like those flip fifties that do not lock in. I got into a stationary nollie flip no slide the other day. And I was like, this could be the start of something. Yeah. I like 2006. <laughs> this could be the start of 2006. Well, I'm a little late, but I'm down. It's, everything's kind of back circled back to that anyways. It's okay. You were like in kindergarten, right? How old are you? I was I was born in 1998. I'm 23 years old. So in elementary school still. So who were the who were the top who were the top dogs in Canada around that time? We talking like Mike Hasty, Galea Mamalu. No, she oh, was Mac with the now. times. This is later. No, it was Slaughterhouse. See, honestly, I wasn't skating until I was like 13 or like 12. Actually, no. I was skating when I was like 11 or 12. But my brother skated then. And like all, my own, the only names I knew and stuff were like mostly American skater names. Like I didn't know much of like Canadian skate history at all, like growing up. And even now, like people will come up and be like, yo, like you're from BC. Like, yo, like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm like. <laughs> Uh, 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 people, people come uh, up to you and you do a front nose and like yo you know moses Ikenen? Oh, <laughs> you know moses because he's like but but the re but but you know what's like it's messed up it's like i know moses as like my friends who worked at center's boss as, as opposed to the way that everyone knows moses as a skater in this 
But as like the, as the guy who flexed on the security guard in the transfer <laughs> video. Yeah, and then like it was like yeah. Oh my gosh, it's interesting because like we went to a Slam City Jam once when I was really young, and Ryan Shuckley was there. And I don't really remember it, but my brother was into skating. And then Wait, like, was it the one where the Muska sacked? I don't. I don't even know. I don't remember what oh year. Oh my god! Was. You you would remember that moment if if it. <laughs> I was like I don't even remember watching the like skating thing. Like it was. I was like I was so young. I must have been like, like one of my earliest memories. Like six or seven. Fuck, I don't know. I was probably skating in it. I was skating in it probably when you were there. You <laughs> skated Slam City Jam, Alex? Yeah, like every year. <laughs> the women. It was the only event that had a women's comp. <laughs> what? Were they, you there when the yeah. Muska sacked? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I just, I'm, my life's work is to find an eyewitness account of Chad Muska obliterating himself. <laughs> okay, well, we, me and Brianna sometimes, uh, Michelle has like the like Slam City Jam like DVDs, like the ones from like, the, I don't know, I think it's like the 2000 or 2001, 2001 Vancouver here. And like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Everyone's just skating and, and, and like steamer skating and Michelle's got clips in it. Like Michelle just, was skating in the contest. Yeah. yeah. So it, like, it's just, it's so sick. Like that part of, of the history. And I'm still just learning a bunch. Like, I feel like I learn a new thing about it. Every Alex, time. what was the experience of skating Slam City Jam? Those so it was really ramps. cool because weed was legal. Um, we would go up there and like, are you telling me I that was, Canada is like more progressive and like advanced on like normal issues in America? Cause like, I won't stand for that right now. Yeah. Right. The freedom, the freedom they had, um, we would, we would smoke weed outside and then we got caught by security outside of the stadium and they were like, no, it's cool. You're in Canada. They were like, you must be American. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like. Because you just like booked it when he came around the corner. We car. got so scared. We like hit everything and threw it. <laughs> Me and Vanessa and Amy like threw all the shit. It was before we skated at 8 a.m. Um, on the Sunday before men's finals. So, <laughs> but I, I remember Michelle wait, skating in the, the event. Sabbath? So I did. It's not my Sabbath. Oh, wait, wait yours is Not my president. Yeah, not yeah. my Sabbath. No, yeah. <laughs> not my prophet. Or <laughs> 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 Slam City Jam sounds like my like dream blunt rotation. Let's <laughs> go, go hang out with uh, Vanessa and Amy. Yeah, that's literally the dream blunt rotation. You were in the stadium though, with like all the people. Or, like, or what? What was it like? Yeah, it was a massive course with Dave Duncan reverberating around all of it, and uh, <laughs> it was great. I don't know. It was it was really cool to be on that cusp of skating with like Michelle Pazell and Lisa Whitaker in a contest, and then Amy and Vanessa. That's like a weird of 1997 98 <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but yeah vancouver's always been like one of my favorite places to skate because it has antisocial. <laughs> god yeah michelle is just the best too we love michelle the amount of things that like i don't know michelle and antisocial just does on the daily for skating is it's amazing to watch and like sometimes even try to be like a part of it's pretty cool <laughs> did you did you grow up there and kind of like you know, get incubated in that scene or? No, I'm not. Well, I'm not from Vancouver. I'm from like Vancouver Island. I'm from Victoria. Okay. And it's different city. And I grew up there. And I, when I started skating a little bit more, probably around 16 through like 18, I started traveling over because you have to take a ferry to come to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And come over and like stay with Brianna or stay with Michelle on the couches. And then that was like, since then becoming over more. And then I moved over like two years ago. 
but other than that, like I grew up entirely on the island, so I was kind of like disconnected from all that until re- more recently. Rad. I actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I did a iPath demo with Richie Jackson on Vancouver <laughs> Island. <laughs> yeah, there's a really big skate park there, right? With a uh, Without with no fence, right? Mm-hmm. It's got like a bunch of grass that you can sit at. In in yeah. this house, we call him the Feech. <laughs> Actually, no, that sounds like something where you wake up and you're like, oh, I just had the most fucked dream of like Ryan Lane, like the Feech doing an iPad demo at Mick West. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like I need a glass of water or something. Uh feels like that to me too. Um <laughs> that's really cool though. There was like there's been some crazy people who've gone through Vic, like, and there's there's lots of like legends, but like one that one funny story that comes to mind is like my friend was at the park and we were probably like 14, 13, like summer going to the skate park every day, like busting out to it for like I don't know, just just outside of the city, so it was like twenty out of downtown, so it was like 20, 20 minutes ish, other side of town, and like my friend texts me, he's like, "Yo, I'm at Vic West. Mickey Pop is here. Gay here." And I'm like. <laughs> Yo, no way, Mickey Pop is a thick was like, what's he doing? What tricks is he doing? And he's like texting me as he's like doing the tricks. I'm like, I'm getting on the bus right now. I was like getting on the bus and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go meet Mickey Papa. Mickey is so cool. And by the time I got there, he left already. And I was so bummed, but I was like, <laughs> that's so cool. It was like, I don't know why. We were yeah. And then but there was a bunch of yeah. Like the local skate shop there once had like a death wish collab and like they just do random like i don't know they just do random shit for like a small town skate scene it was it was pretty cool honestly to grow up what was the local shop well at the time the shop that did that was sanctioned but it wasn't in the same location as this one like um it was like before that it was 360 board shop was like the original one it's a local shop yeah 360 board shop uh the local one now is good news and i ride for good news and that's that's like it's just skate stuff like every skate shop in victoria because it's like on the island was either like surf skate or surf skate snow or surf skate swim snow skim and you're like fuck it's spear fishing fuck anything but just skateboards and like good news is like one to just do skateboards and like that's pretty sick i think there's another one too like there's a couple other shops now popping up in did, did you ever did you ever work at a shop, Una? Oh yeah, I worked at like, well, I worked at two shops. Uh, no, I worked at three shops. Like, basically, kind of ran through all the shops in Victoria. Fuck, my first job was like at a skate shop, and uh, it was like it was Sitka Skate Shop, and it was like this one that was so BC, like it was just like trees and like renewable, like this and like overpriced cotton t-shirt and like i don't even <laughs> they had this ramp like in the they had a ramp in the location i remember applying i was like first job this is the sickest thing ever and they let me like skate the ramp on shift and stuff as and like get super cheap clothes because they wanted to be wearing the clothes and i was like this is sick and then the shop like i was like i wonder why i'm getting paid in cash all the time and then it was <laughs> and it's like the shop closed down like a couple weeks later and i was like dang it and then um and then uh they they are still going, but I think they're doing more than just skate stuff now. And then I moved to this other shop that was like a surf skate shop, HTO. <laughs> that one was sweet. And then I met like the, the my met my skate manager there is a guy who started Good News, and so I like worked with him for a few years there, in high school on weekends and stuff. And then 
was out of good news. And then once I graduated and like on and off working other jobs, I'd, I'd work at the skate shop there before I moved over to Vancouver and it was sick. That was the best one too, because like every job prior to that, I was just like the new kid who didn't know where shit was, didn't know how to work the computer, didn't know how to answer like a phone call. And I was just like, ah, got so nervous and bored at the same time. <laughs> like, and then when I worked at Good News, it was like, I knew where everything was. I knew everyone who worked there. I'd like been there since the shop started because it's only like two years old and like, I think like two and a half years old maybe or something like that. But um, yeah, it just felt way more like homely and, and comfortable and like, I don't know, that part was really cool and it's doing well now, which is great. Are you, are you working right now or just living off skating? I'm, I'm just fully skating. I'm very fortunate to be doing that right now. Nice. That's yeah. That's a great feeling. How long has that been? Well, I've been doing like, I do like on and off like consultant work too, and like odd jobs and like for like um, construction projects, like yeah. high rises. Yeah, like like mostly like engineering and like no. <laughs> uh, but I've been doing some stuff with Canada Skateboard on and off too. So like they've been helping me out. Um, but it's mostly been like I've been since since I moved to Van because like when van started really hooking me up was when I was, could afford to like really go to van. And I was like, Oh hell yeah, I'm going to go. And then I got the opportunity to move into this like sick house with Shari and Norma for like really good rent price. I was like, wow, that doesn't normally happen. And so, um, took advantage of that. So it's probably been, yeah, it's been like two years. This isn't the dorm room, right? Where, where was the dorm room? What dorm room? Who was living in like a dorm room? It wasn't you who moved over to Vancouver. It wasn't breezy. Brianna's lived in some. No, she's like always really. Somebody had like they were living in this like really shitty small place, and they were calling it the dorm room. And I can't remember who I was talking to. I'm trying to think. Uh, who moved here recently? But I can't. But when you, if you find out and tell me, then I'll be like, oh, them. So you know. <laughs> but there's a lot of like a lot of it's hard to get a good place here like that's what i'm saying like i was really lucky to get even just like hit up when Shari had a free room she's like oh my roommates are moving out because like if i'd had to look for my own place like fuck i'd be living in the closet like well i already done that <laughs> i've done that too <laughs> oh yeah you ever live in a laundry room that's like that's that's like the closet that that's like the step up yeah. oh wait you almost got the <laughs> wait hold on what if I did not understand the pun and I, know, I, know. I just talk like a normal person who doesn't know anything. I know, I know you got it, Ted. It takes me a second. Okay. Things take me a second. Continue. I, this is like, no, but this is the first place I've moved out. Like since I just moved out of my parents' place and it's just like the best spot. I've really, really lucked out. Sick. Norma's growing a sick ass garden. And there's food, and we just go out and just need some tomatoes. You just go out there. You need some kale. You just go out there. Like basil, eh, zucchinis, garlic, you name it. Pumpkins, corn. Weed? Weed. We have a <laughs> And it's legal, so I can say that shit on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's funny is like we, we talk about skating all the time. It's just like we just tell stories about like petty vandalism all day. <laughs> like Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like how we like dodge the security guard for like two hours at this spot, at this location, at this time, like just so incriminating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's money in crime, like low tier petty crime. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing what, like the scuffing a little edge. Honestly, I was looking at this thing the other day. 
and it was like this newish apartment that they built in Vic because I was back visiting and I just like seen the like evolution of the amount of skate stoppers they've put on the edges of everything and it's like it's gnarly because like first it was like this kind of nice looking plaza like nice benches like concrete benches people started to skate them but they were nice enough that when you skated them they didn't chunk out or anything that they were good and they put these metal caps on it and then people took the caps off and then they put these metal studs on it and then people took the studs off and then they made these fat indents and chunked out like all the benches <laughs> and people like kind of skated over them and then they like put these like blind stoppers in next to it and it, i was just looking at this ledge and i was like this is so much uglier than if you just let people like, hate the little ledge and there was like a little what greasy black line along the top or, like, or just coped them yeah yeah, yeah. like it was it, they looked so bad and like misfunctional and like not probably how the architect intended and i was just like wow this is what we've come to it happens a lot today where the architect intends to make money and then they just go design another apartment building yeah let's let's talk a little bit about what skating's been like for you after you put out the credits part you so you have a you have something going on with vans and you've been doing a lot of stuff with dime lately but what what has skating been like in Canada since, you know, COVID and the, and the lockdowns, cause you haven't really been traveling outside of Canada, right? Um, no, well I wasn't for the first bit of COVID, like it was pretty shut down and like, it was kind of going into winter and stuff. So we weren't really like being that productive anyways, but then, um, coming out of that, I was actually like, I went to Australia for like six months there and I was filming there, which was sick. And that's where I filmed like a lot of this like BX part that I'm going to come out with, which is cool. I had a lot of really nice people like helping me film that there. And I've been trying to film like, yeah, more HD stuff, like with, uh, for Vans stuff, like with Vans and Vans coming up with a new video in September, which is going to be sick. Some featured, some cool features. Ale the new, just wait on until you see some new Alexi footage, some new, oh yeah. Stuff. Oh my God. Gosh, he did skier Wally back when 80, like body burial, like on a bank to Jersey barrier is completely yeah. fucked. Diamond Vans have done something marvelous. You just did the screaming challenge that was up in Montreal. What was that day? Like there's so much shit built up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> it's like they want more questions than answers for sure. Watch it. You're like, what? I think it I think they've definitely they definitely like love to just create like ideas and like make these ideas kind of come to life and like that's kind of what the glory challenge was was just like these like Phil and his friends like kind of like crazy ideas that they just wanted to like actually make happen and involve around skateboarding and like I don't even know how they come up with like the screamo meter and like they just <laughs> sent me like they sent me this pdf that was like this is what it's gonna look like and it was all like I don't know like made all sketchy with like the little Brian standing there and the kicker and the can and stuff. And I just looked at it and I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> they're like, they're like, what time you want me to get there? And I've just learned to kind of not ask those kind of questions. Cause it's just like, who knows what's going to happen. And then, so it was on top of the ski hill, like an hour and a half out of Montreal. We had to drive, we drove like out of Montreal and then it was a ski hill, but it was in the summer. So like there wasn't any snow. Um, the lifts weren't running or anything. We just had to take this like quad up the side of the mountain. And we got up there and this whole thing was just built. And these people had been like, yeah, it was. It That's was so sick. On top of it after a bit, but um, it was really hard to skate. We were all like 
we were all surprised at how hard it was to scream and try a trick. Yeah, it's like <laughs> karate or whatever, where they get you to... <laughs> like, some of it made sense, but then once you started to focus on the screamer, like, once, like, you did it, like, once or twice, you're like, oh, that's funny. And then you try a trick for a bit, you know, you already kind of started to, like, hate yourself trying to trick. And, but you're doing that and yelling, and you just feel like a fool, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, this isn't even funny anymore. And, like, my scream probably sounds dumb, and I have like, land, like, you just have to keep doing this thing, and you're like, oh. And then, I yeah, mine, I, like, got, I think I was, like, genuinely frustrated by the time that I landed it. So that scream, that, like, high-pitched screech was, like, authentic <laughs> good good legit anger yeah that's just my favorite shit in skating usually is not taking a contest seriously and like kind of making a joke out of contests is like it's always good stuff uh i just love that yeah they keep it fun for sure and like they put a lot of effort into like i don't Building. know yeah, like making that shit like come to life just to like have fun on it and like not like they have the plan but their expectations they know like can't even really they can't even really predict what's going to happen because the things are often so out there had you known them from being in like the canada skate scene like the like all the montreal folks or like had you or yeah, that, that was I, like a cold call no i knew them before like we would do these little vans trips there's other reasons that i was in montreal like a little contest or a video premiere or something and those guys were always around. Yeah, just kind of like befriended them. And then we were in town the night of the glory challenge. The one where like the Ashad and like Wade Disarmo game of skate one. Yeah. And uh, me, like the day before the night before and was like, yo, do you and Brianna want to be in the glory challenge tomorrow? And then I think he messaged Brianna too and was like, yo, do you and I want to be in the glory challenge? And then we we're like, yeah, for sure. And then we like, we're staying in the same hotel as all the skaters and just like got on these like fucking crazy buses full of like everyone who was going to the gorge house. So it's just like the most, like the most chaotic lineup of skaters, like the whole DC teams wearing these like jerseys. There's all like, <laughs> they've all got their nicknames on the back. Like I was just like, uh, every time I was looking around, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is it? <laughs> and we get on this bus and I was just like looking at all these skaters. And I was like, holy shit and that whole day was just like it was surreal it was so much fun and then after that we kind of just were talking on and off more and more and then i think they brought me out for like a lookbook thing like almost a year ago now and we're like yo like we're making a team thing do you want to be a part of it and i was like yeah no question that'd be so sick that's so sick uh and then you're like yeah here's my terms and you like bust out the Bust out the contract. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you want to talk to my, you want to talk to my guy? And then yeah, someone yeah. comes up. Yeah, Lawyers, suits, the whole, the whole nine. Yeah. No, that's so sick. Oh, shit. What was the. Yeah, what? I don't know why like, sponsors aren't fucking with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was the experience skating in Australia? I mean, that must be a dream to just skip out on a winter in Canada, right? Yeah, that part was pretty crazy. It was like the first uh, first year I hadn't like had a snow, had a little snow season, but it was really nice. And I ended up like, I don't know, doing some of the like funnest skating I've done probably like, yeah, ever with some really good people and the being able to like swim in the ocean while my friends are like, I don't know, because COVID was really chill there when I got there too. Like it was incredibly hard to get in and it took like 10 months to get in but then once I did it was like yeah I was like 
COVID was chill there and it was pretty rampant everywhere else. So you're just like, looking at it, you're like, whoa, this is very fortunate and yeah. just like perspective, you know? Um, but it was almost a little bit too hot for me. I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at you know, handling that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little close to it, but we just spent a long time talking about and unpacking the Olympics and don't necessarily need to make a whole thing out of it, but <laughs> entertainment wise, was that interesting skating to you? Um, I thought it was, I, I'm going to stick to like entertaining and maybe potentially less interesting, but it was yeah. like, I don't know. It, it was kind of like the contest side of it was kind of similar to like most other contests. I don't know. Alex, do you think like, it's kind of, it was just like, it was like watching a street league and it was like watching one of those world skate bowl contests. Like it was just kind of like that part wasn't that different, but then it would like, it would like do the little like transition with the rings and you'd be like, Oh shit, this is the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. But it's like all the same people that you've been seeing. Except for like actually no, there was new people. But then there's also like, I don't know, Alex knows that like the women scene as as developing and growing as it is, it's like small as fuck. It's like we've seen everyone, we know everyone. Like you've met them, like seen them at these contests. So it's like it's pretty cool to see that part of it and you're like wow this is on the same channel as and then i was watching like simone biles like 10 seconds later and i was like Fuck, this is sick <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you do stuff with the canadian olympics but as like a consultant you didn't there wasn't a lot to you're not like a contest skater is what i'm getting at no i like i kind of tried it out and like as well as being really bad at it i also thought maybe this wasn't for me and so Canada, but I was like doing some stuff with Canada skateboard because as like the Olympics was coming into like fruition and all these like national sport organizations were also coming forward. Like all of a sudden there's like, they'd actually been happening in the background for a long time, but it was like USA skateboarding, Sweden skateboarding, Canada skateboard, like mm-hmm. all that. they had to have that now. And when Canada skateboard started coming up and like they get government money and they're like, we got to figure out how to do this and like make a team and all this kind of stuff. Um, they also had like an opportunity for like gender equity position. And so it was like getting someone in this role of working towards like gender equity within the organization, whether or not that was like the initiatives or the current protocols or like if there was policy, if it was working on policies, if it was working on like upcoming events, you know, stuff like that, just like, um, another perspective and someone to run stuff by and, um, I got the like opportunity because I kind of told them I didn't want to skate contests anymore. And they're like, that makes sense. And like, it's sick that you're getting supported enough like by the brands, for example, to not skate. You're like, I'm a cool skater. I don't have to do Greg Lutzka bullshit. <laughs> you're like, what? watch this video of me alling over a trash can screaming. These are the kind of contests I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. This is where I'm at and uh, I'll help. But it was, I think they were stoked still because they were like, even if you're not doing it now, like, you know what it's like to be like a young woman in the industry who's done the street stuff, who's done a little bit of contest stuff. Like, I don't know, at least a good perspective on to like, it was kind of cool because some of the can skateboard guys were like, basically just call us on our shit, like where we don't know and like help us do better and like be a useful organization and however you can, can. And I was like, all right. And you're going to pay me for it? Ah. Go. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. And then, like, um, I got to stay connected to, like, 
the Olympic side of stuff and like the competition things and the that stuff, but also just like do entirely my own shit and yeah. not really be like have that too tied to me or like what I was doing, but help out where I could. Is there any sort of like lasting infrastructure from the Olympic committees that wasn't just, you know, we're going to focus on the, the, these key players who are actually participating in the Olympics, but like, we're going to build skate parks or we're going to build facilities or we're going to try to promote skateboarding. Yeah. I think like that's what Canada skateboard is still doing. I think that's like their plan. They're going to keep it going. It wasn't, I think it was maybe like formed when it was kind of had to be, but now it's like it's totally its own thing, like Olympics aside. So they have like they're doing all their own stuff. Is there going to be an indoor park in Vancouver finally? Yeah, for some reason it's like illegal to have an indoor park in Vancouver. I don't know. What the fuck? No, but I feel like, I don't know, one day it's going to happen. But like, I swear, yeah. like. Well, they're worried that Chalmers would bust through the roof. Like Michelle and like all the like, I don't know, people who've just been like skating here in the rain forever. Like, yeah, we've. We're going to figure something out, but they just, I feel like whoever it is, like if it's the space you have to rent or if it's like the liability or if it's whatever, like some, something's just making it really fucking hard. Um, maybe it's just cost of running it, um, keeping it running, but like it needs to happen for sure. It's, it's yeah. like, a it sucks. I remember when I, when I came over here when I was really young, the RDS skate park was still a thing. Cause my brother, yeah. was and then I was like, Oh, I wish that was a thing when I was like old enough to be like actually skating because that sounded so sick. But I like to think that Canada Skate's uh, job was like, all right, you know, like in the early 2000s when like being a Canadian pro was like being a C grade pro, we're going to make Canada the most attractive skate scene in the world. All right, we're going to get Tiago, Jake Johnson. Everyone is going to be obsessed with Canada skating. <laughs> Popped off recently, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's been like an entire flip on that. I mean, you're European skating as well. It's like you can be you can be a skater for like more of a career, not just living in California or New York. I think. Yeah, especially on the women's side. I mean, you guys have created made Vancouver like as far as people think about like friendly skate communities for non-traditional skaters like Vancouver is it. Everybody points to it. We're all waiting. Well, I guess the border just opened. So get ready. <laughs> get ready for me to go smoke weed up there again i'm gonna do it <laughs> well, alex has experience fighting with security guards <laughs> a little reunion with you and moses i am pretty actually ignorant of like the 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 red dragons and shit but i feel like antisocial and shit was like when canada for me started being like cohesively cool um, I, I think I probably when like RDS was around, they weren't actually like cool in the way that like dime and shit is cool. Like, did you have an awareness of like where Canadian skating was in the U S centric view of skating that like Canadian was like a pejorative or something like in the early two thousands or that like RDS was kind of like Mac now, like a little broy like with sluggo and shit. Or like, did you come to like Canadian skating or like your, your, kind of view of, of skating from up there through like McCrank and antisocial and shit. I think I had, I think I had a pretty positive, like just due to like having friends that were into cool shit. I think I had a pretty positive like exposure to it. Yeah. More on the like, social, antisocial side. And then like my friends, like 
douchey cousins from like wherever were the ones like wearing like the RDS stuff. So like we kind of <laughs> like <laughs> which was, but at the same time, at one point RDS was like really, really like uh, sought after and like did their did their thing and like was. In retrospect, they like held it down in a time when there was like nothing else up there and yeah. it's like really respectable actually for sure and then it just like got kind of like it, it had an interesting demographic after that but i just thought like growing up like i don't know i didn't really think you could live in canada and like stay a skater i was just always thinking of like when i was going to go to california for the first time and when i was going to eventually move there or, like end up in america because i just didn't think it could happen here but now it's like kind of slowly seeming more plausible I feel like ending up in America is uh, is like uh, a punishment now. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine telling would, yourself like, you're going to go down there, you're going to pay fucking 15K a year in health insurance. You're going to like be completely fucked, jumping job to job, like lift to task rabbit. <laughs> it's like, and, and you're going to live three miles from the Volcom warehouse. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know what it would take to live in America right now for me. That's gnarly. Well, something about you, Una, that I've always like really admired is that you do your own fucking thing no matter what. Like you're you're not like following trends or following migration patterns of people. And you always kind of like do your own fucking brand of skating exactly how you want. And you've been super successful on that. I just kind of like, where's that like confidence come from? Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, weird question, but we're, we're just awesome. trying to get a little uh, advice here, Una. <laughs> yeah, tell me how to live my life. <laughs> okay, it's uh, it's, just, it's hardcore imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm just really faking it because I don't know right. what I'm doing. Okay, I like I don't know. I honestly like I take so much influence from what's around me that it's like I don't know. It's I appreciate you saying that. That's really fucking kind. I to that like I feel like I have my own stuff, but I think it's just like. I don't know. It's what me and my friends started doing when we were skating and I just kind of like kept doing it, which was just like making videos and finding little spots and like doing what we enjoyed and then trying to keep that going. And I guess I've just kind of been doing that, but I definitely am guilty of following trends. Like so examples, please. I have, like, I have like five pairs of big boy jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like polar surf pants. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen a clip of you in tight pants. Yeah, yeah, tight pants aren't cool anymore, Alex. I, I, I know, had, but like, no, I had it. I had, the, I had American Eagle skinny jeans size, like small as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> small as fuck, whatever you're gonna call it. I, I had that shit for sure. I'm gonna out my. I'm just gonna out myself like Ted did and say I'm gonna expose me before someone else can expose me and say Alex. Actually, here's a picture of Una in these skinny jeans. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm pro well. I'm ten years older than you, so ten years before that. There's also a picture of me in skinny jeans. Uh, Don't wear skinny jeans. Size small as fuck. Because <laughs> I was 5'1". I think the originality comes from like not being able to like afford the thing I really want. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> to like make something that's close. And someone's like, oh, that's original. I'm like, no, I want it to look like hers. <laughs> Get it. No, the overalls, that's like, it's like you and Man Ramp that are running the overalls. Yeah. That or they was did. That's a weird phase. <laughs> that's a weird phase. That was a sick phase. Well, you, okay, so we talked about this earlier. Like, you you clearly decided contests weren't for you, and you're, you've you kind of staked your position as someone who's going to go the 
traditional route of filming video parts and, you know, now, you know, posting clips on Instagram, stuff like that. But what does the practice look like for you? I don't know. It's honestly ever changing. And like, I feel like I haven't really put out that much stuff. Like, I feel like I'm still so like in my infancy of the industry and like, I'm just, so I'm just like, okay, I'm going to film everything and try to get photos of as many, much stuff as I can. And like, just keep doing that. Cause if I have too much direction, it freaks me out. And if I can just keep doing that, I'm like pretty happy. So I like wake up and just see like who's down to skate. And then it's most of the time I will be a little bit like goal oriented. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to try to film like one of these cook for this VX part today. Or like Shari's going out filming with these guys filming for the Vans video or like with Dustin or with Breezy or whatever. Like I'm going to tag along with them, see if I can like, I don't know, just hang with them or, or try to get a trick at the spot they're skating. Um, or like, I don't know, brainstorm my own stuff. But right now it's like, I'm still just trying to like fill up that portfolio of like things and get photos and like, I don't know, in theory, you're like, oh, I did the trick. I can get the photo. But then it's like, no, the photo is way harder than you think to get. And like, it actually takes like this many weeks to line that shit up and get the thing. And so it's still a little bit up in the air. And like for the first time, actually right now, I don't think I really have that meant to travel planned because like everything's just kind of like maybe. So I'm just trying to skate and film and hopefully coming like this fall once a little bit more of my like footage and maybe some like other media coverage like uh comes out I can kind of like get more of a direction after that and be like I want to pursue this or do that but otherwise I'm just like skating and trying to take care of my body a little bit along the way so it's pretty pretty organic though yeah for sure I'm I, I'm definitely not like uh, it doesn't, none of it feels like an obligation or anything. Like is it, is it just like skate house? Like you and Shari and Norma, like just get up and be like, I don't know. It's fuck. Like where we're going to skate today. Like let's like group chat with breezy and then like we'll meet up wherever. Yeah. A lot of the time it's like that. Some of the times we're all like doing our, like we're doing our own things. Like Norma will be off at like 9am at this photo shoot and like Shari's meeting up with someone here, but like, Sometimes we will for sure have those days where we're just like, what are you guys doing today? Like, want to do this? And we'll go like up here. We're like, yeah, there's for sure like a lot of group chats and like easy stuff like that. And that's when I, I find I film like the best kind of stuff is when you like haven't been planning for a week or like you don't know that you're going to go to that spot that day and you just end up there and you're like, oh. But sometimes yeah. you get really motivated when people come to town, like when the dime guys come here, like, or when they're doing. I don't know. There's just an excuse to go a little bit harder. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I, I find that like, I don't know if you get this feeling. I think a lot of skaters do, but I find that when I've been to a spot like two weeks ago and then I'm just like laying in bed that I'm like much better at skating when I'm laying in bed, thinking about that spot that I went to two weeks ago. Whereas so that when I try to go back to that with some idea that I think about, like, you know, when I'm just sitting there like, oh, yeah, that gap, like, I don't know, like a fakie flipped a gap before that, like maybe maybe that's doable. And you go back and you're like, fuck, this gap's really big. I forgot. That's why I like didn't even skate it last time. Whereas when you show up to a spot that you haven't premeditated much, the, the spot will kind of work with you and lead you to something more so. I don't know if you feel that way or like that pressure of just being like, I just feel like when I, when I premeditate the spots, it like, it's just always wrong. 
like my idea of the spot is like spots become smaller in my mind or something. Yeah. I think the expectation is probably what messes with me the most. Like you get like, yeah, you're like, okay, I can do that. And like, if like, there's like the small percentage of the times where it does work out and then you're like, I feel so good. Cause like, yeah, I said I was going to go do that and I did it. And And then like the rest of the time you're like, I thought I could do it. I can't. Like, I'm just like, ah, and that that's like the worst so when you don't know you're really going there you don't really have time to like create that expectation and maybe that's just like what guarantees like more likely of a good session or something but that's also nice like my most like the most frustrated that I get I find is like doing a trick that almost just doing a trick that I know how to do more than like doing something new or doing something hard or scary it's just something that you think you should be able to do and expecting them to do it and then you can't and then you're like but why and if it's like sometimes i'd rather try something harder like out of my realm because then if i'm not even closer i get bodied on and i'm like well figures <laughs> so <I'm> like <laughs> yeah. just just wait just wait till you get old una <laughs> and you're like think back to every trick you've ever done and you're like why can't i do this yeah that i already start to get that but hopefully hopefully i'm still gonna learn some new things i find i'm still at that stage as I said, I hope I'm still starting out. Yeah, thank you. So who's been the worst, uh, like, adopted wayward child since Nugget for antisocial? Wait, did Shane ride for antisocial? No, Wait, Nugget. No, nugget. <laughs> Shane, no. The, the women's Nugget. No, Allison <laughs> Matassi. Oh, it's like Not- a boy thing of you to say, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my internet's bad. I'm logging off. Um, I don't know. I don't. Fuck. It's pretty sick watching uh Breezy's like whole come up with that. And like when I first started coming over here, and like she was still writing it for RDS and like working at Center Disc and stuff. And she was like, pretty sure she was getting like so sh- like stuff from Soch, but like then getting more antisocial stuff and then now it's like when you go to antisocial since it was it was just her pro party but like now when you go it's like her thrasher covers in the window and then this like big girl ad like spitfire out of here and then her pro boards on the wall and then her pro shoes on the wall and you're just like this is it this is fucking this is the sickest thing i've ever seen (laughs) like it's so cool and like to see that coming out of somewhere like antisocial and then you go past on thursday and it's like flower thursdays there's all the stuff from the farm and you're like fuck this place getting more cool like it's just yeah it's pretty sick and yeah i know that like watching like brianna and michelle is just so cute together i think there's a lot of pride there because they lived together for a while too when after brianna like moved around a few places and then they moved in together and then now bruzy and fabi got a place yeah those those pictures of them like at the pro party were uh immensely heartwarming that was super cool and norma shot that they were good photos yeah that would that was um that was amazing that was a pretty like unforgettable night as much as a little forgettable because do you have a bottle of brianna gearing champagne no fuck but i but i kept my court oh my gosh want to hear a funny story we like (laughs) i don't even brianna doesn't even know this one because she wasn't there yet we were all waiting and someone gave me a bottle of champagne. Mikey Ray gave me a bottle of champagne when I rolled up. She, he's like, spray the shit out of Brianna. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to spray her. It's going to be so sick. And then I get up to like the front of the like crowd that's waiting for her. And I realize like everyone's got bottles of champagne. There's like nine people lined up with all like, like fully like. And then uh, someone's like, 
someone's like talking to like Lynette, like Brianna's mom, and is like, go to the front, come on, like, so she, she can be the first one she sees, and she's like, I don't want to go to the front, I'm going to get fucking soaked in champagne, like, there's like so many people just like lined up and ready, and we were all so excited, and then like, Michelle was like, Michelle and Charlie were like, oh, like, is she texted, is she here? I think she's here. No, she's not here. And we were all just like, there's so much like anxiety lining up to it. And I was like holding the thing and I was like, hey, Mikey, like, how do I, I'm going to prep it. Like, I just want to make sure got the like top off my champagne thing. And then and so I was like, I'm just going to loosen it a little bit. I'll push it. And then I just like feel it. Like, it's just like coming out slowly. And I was like, Mikey, like it's coming out right now. <laughs> He's like, dude, like no one's here yet. And I was like, it's, what do I do? And then it just like, popped in my head in my lap. And I was like trying to hold it in. I was like, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was holding this thing and then he's like oh, no no put your hand over it put your hand over it and so I put my thumb in it and then when she came I like shook it up and it's still it's like but I had my thumb in it for like six minutes before she got there <laughs> and I was just like champagne that was already popped and I was just like okay and then when she got there I sprayed it and it worked but I thought it was funny that I like prematured it like that was <laughs> 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 too excited yeah, I was like way too excited. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. The whole, it's crazy just watching the trajectory of you all together. I mean, you know, it kind of like extends out to to Shari and Norma too. But like from, I, I don't know, you guys have like your own orbit, like you, Fabi and Breezy, like just together in, uh, Maybe it's that you all have two syllable names. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but your vibe, the vibes are very much on. Uh, and, and it seems like what you guys have all made up there together is like really uh, like a lot of people want to like, I don't know, watch it, see it, see what it's all about. You guys have all kind of like built each other up together and it's like really kind of uh, very unique and like, fucking cool <laughs> yeah who's I the mean, biggest diva it's pretty it's pretty special to be a part of i think like it honestly fucking depends on the day because we're all so capable of being divas like it's like i think we'll surprise each person we go on on a trip to they'll be like oh shit like i don't know and it could be like that i don't know <laughs> you could be like that i don't know like oh shit probably gonna be like that like we're just all like we'll all snap but it's like I don't know. It's a, it's a really like unique, uh, friend group. And I feel like, I don't know, it's pretty sick and like organic just kind of like happened. And, um, I admire them a lot. It's like cool to like be friends with people that you admire that much. Where'd y'all yeah. meet? Wheels of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were all like one one team for Wheels of Fortune for the witch hunt. And shout out Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen sorry, just facilitating my I was like, yeah, that was the first I met Breezy and Fabi like both on for the first time on that trip, like at the same time. And so even though Brianna had lived like in the same province as me our whole life, we'd never met and Fabi was from Florida, but we all met the same day or like same couple days, which is pretty cool. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You're on my team. <laughs> yeah, some. Uh, I think I don't know where our team name was that year, but maybe it was the year before. I don't know. Was I was it the, the year that I was in the mag. The year that we were in the mag, we were on your team. Yeah, because then we, the year after that, this was the year 
this was the, I think this was two, I think this was the year before because there was a year that we went with like, <laughs> there was a year after we'd met. So there was like the year we all met. And I think we were on some random guy's team where we were on like, I don't want to say that because he was a really nice dude. I forget his name. I was going to explain. Marshall? Him. Terrence? Terrence? It was like these two dudes. I don't know. It was like someone was like, they have a van and they don't. I don't know. We were like team fucking onion bagel or some shit. We had some crazy name and it was just a bunch of like weirdos. I think Megan Guy was on the team. and Like all of us just didn't know each other and didn't know anyone for the first time. And then the yeah. next year was when we all knew people. And um, and then like Nora and Jen and like Mariah and all those people were there. We were like, ah! And Rosie rented us this Airbnb and it was like, and this van and we just got so many complaints on her profile that she actually made a new one and it was just like a hectic trip and then yeah i think the year after that was a year that me and fabi breezy me and fabi and breezy went down on like some fans thing or like met up there on some fans thing and that was like sierra too yeah sierra was there and poppy was there and we did over the the um skated over you guys and did the thrasher interview stuff and that was sick. That year was fucking fun. And I was like, um, yeah, do you remember that d- jump jam sesh where we were all just like messing around on the turf field next to it before? And like, yes, <laughs> uh, that, that kind of stuff was like, I don't know. That's like just the best shit about those kind of contests is like that community and the people that like came about around it. So it was like, and then I got to be on that sick ass panel. Holy shit. Yeah. And I'm always really amazed. You're only 23 years old, mm-hmm. right? Like how well, I mean, like I've been on these like panels with you and you like talk to like the head execs of whatever fucking bands and stuff like that. And you always advocate for what like the women see needs or like, hey, like maybe we should just make bands shoes like have attributes, not genders. Like you're so articulate about like your thoughts about the like the direction of like skateboarding products, too. I don't know. Like, is that just something that you've always thought about or is that I don't know. That's interesting to think of, but it's like, I guess I've just always felt comfortable. Like when people are like, what's your opinion on this? I'm like, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> and this <laughs> is what I think. And like, I just, I never really like grew up with the structure of like having to wear certain things or to look a certain way. Cause I had pretty dope parents and like an older brother who like influenced me a lot. And so like when it comes forwards, like that other stuff, I'm just like, I don't know what, what would I have wanted someone to have done for me when I started skating or like something like that? There's a lot of the time I'll just like try to question it because now I have those connections or I have that like platform where I can like try to use what little, my little tiny voice <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have fucking idols that I can look up to and people in the community that have been like, Oh, they did this like this. Let me try to do that. Like Michelle and like Rose and like you and Vanessa and everyone. And so it's like, that's a big part of it too. Cause we actually have those fucking tangible examples. People doing it. We've learned the term possibility model, uh, on this, on this program here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's cool. It's the ability. Like you, you can have fucking women TMs, you know, they're right there. <laughs> And like you can be you can be a female like or non dude. You can be a street skater. You don't have to do the contests like you don't have to do the bullshit. You can just be yourself more and more. Yeah. And that's also like, I don't know, it's weird how much of that just like relies on whether or not a brand thinks it's like 
if it's like marketable, <laughs> but it's like, it's sick that they do think it's marketable because it's helping us out a lot. And, and it's, uh, I don't know. It's really cool to just be able to like feel supported doing that. So there's so many people that are, don't have that luxury of that. And not to be hard ass, but like, it's not because out of the kindness of their hearts or that they believe you. It's because the analytics reflect that. It's like mm-hmm. the data and the sales are reflecting that. And I'm, I'm getting brand manager ahead on, but, but that's why. And, and so, <laughs> so there's more and more opportunities. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, I don't know. I like being opinionated. So when people ask me for it, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is, can be useful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice people ask for it whether they, rather than you feel like it's like potentially unsolicited. Like I'm not going to tell what they think, but when they ask for it. I'm like, what do you what do you have next, Una? What can we look forward to? Videos. You're gonna see some videos and this VX part. I'm very stoked on it to come out. And then it doesn't doesn't quite have a home yet. No, not quite. But it's gonna be cool. I mean, I don't want to build it up too much because it's not gonna be like the heaviest shit. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like I don't know. I'm stoked on it, and I like filming VX videos. Any chance to, I can to film with them and like. I don't know. I want to keep doing like other stuff too. Like just make sure that I don't get like, like keep, fil- like keep filming other people as well. And like putting out, like mm. I love making those pansy cam edits and I love filming other people. I want to keep doing stuff like that too. Hopefully just like, I don't know, creating stuff. If that as cheesy as that sounds like, I just like making things and putting them out there. So whether or not that's like videos or like even just like art stuff. Um, we call it a uh, content creation in the industry and there's just an insatiable appetite for content. So you're in the right place. <laughs> Here you go. Here's all my <laughs> shit. No, but I just want to film and skate and I'm like healthy for once and I'm so stoked on it. So I can actually just try shit. That yeah, that's a good try. feeling. Coming so, off a long injury. Um, yeah, I always feel it was like I got like a sick ass physio who's updated on all my shit now and I can just go to him whenever and, uh, well, I mean, I can't just go to him whenever I have to make an appointment and pay for it, but I have to like, <laughs> I feel like I've got enough of that. So even if I get like, I'm just, well, you have to pay like, for the doctor, the injuries. Well, physio is not uh, essential. Oh, I like hearing that Canada has its limitations too. <laughs> That's not no, a just, Marxist utopia that I was promised. Progressive. We're just surface level progressive. You need <laughs> down a level. We're like, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> very mean and very um hypocritical yeah you're just slightly less vicious than the most uh bloodthirsty nation on earth <laughs> it's almost worse because at least y'all are honest about it the government of canada is like we're nice and we're like actually no the fuck you're not like you guys are you're like we're you're like those, a- the, the, those graveyards of indigenous children you didn't see those look at my socks yeah <laughs> they're, they're yeah. so crazy <laughs> they're so crazy <laughs> pretty highly honestly and so like that part's weird about about the the opinion like the worldly opinion of stuff too and then you're like wait like no there's there's a there's a lot of gnarly history that's going into this yeah you feel honest about it yeah in in some respects can i ask you your opinion on some things for sure is that not what we've been doing (laughs) yeah i know but i'm just gonna ask your i'm gonna have line items okay bullet shoot me what's your opinion of the anti-social video the antisocial video. Uh, perfect and no room for improvement. No room. Tough there's teams, a mod- really? 
There's a Modest Mouse song in there. Yeah, okay, maybe slight room for improvement. <laughs> oh, come on. That's my <laughs> shit. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I, Rick McCoy. I, I have no complaints. That's yeah. fucking dope. It's a great fucking video. Honestly. I love that video. It's actually the only video, I think it's the only video that I can think of that actually uses the mountain goats in a, in a montage. Strangely enough, it's a song called See America Right, but doesn't matter. What'd you think about the Breezy cover? Oh, so sick and overdue. Um, And nothing on the cover, like apart from just her photo, like none, like no text, no writing, like that gray on gray on red. It's so sick. Like, uh, I think like the guy who shot it, like photo, super nice. Ballard. Chick, super nice. Looks amazing. What do you think about like sporty skaters? Like, uh, I don't want to name names, but you know, kind of Real athletic clothed skaters. What are you talking about when Brianna talked shit on that guy? <laughs> Who'd she talk shit on? I don't think so. No, it's, I, she was just talking about swishy pants and joggers and shit. Now it's her least favorite thing to happen in skateboarding. I think. Oh, I, on the fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, it was, it was really funny and she was messing around. But like athletic skateboard where. I think Palace does it well. I think Lucas Puig has nice legs for shorts. And I think that it's practical, but <laughs> I wouldn't be, like wear it myself entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. What do you think about skating on TikTok? There's never any sound because like, people always put songs and then there's never like the sound of skating. It's always just like these edits that like, I don't yeah. know, they always look a bit weird and like off and I don't know how to use it. But I made a reel the other day, first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's close to TikTok, but I, I love TikTok itself. I just, I don't watch any skating on TikTok. I have it for like a complete separate humor reason. Mine keeps showing me because I think I watched one just like brutal arrests. And then it just thinks that all I want is like horrible violence. And my girlfriend's feed is all funny animal videos. And I, I don't know how to fix this. What's, what's your feed like? Your algorithm, your algorithm's fucked up. My- fuck because I watched one car crash and like where they got out and they busted the yeah. guy. My least favorite thing with that actually is I watched like one like pimple popper video and now that shit. Oh, oh I, I, I'm not like some people can watch it and they're just like, yeah. And I like, I, I don't like watching that shit, but I, so, but most of the time it's like skating. Well, this isn't TikTok. This is more like Instagram. My, my TikTok is just like, it's just like slap humor and funny jokes. Like, it's just like those stuff, like just things happening really fast and, and like screams getting cut off. And then like, I don't know, some like dumb joke of like a meme or something that like Alex probably posted on your story. But like, my <laughs> Alex has a good account. Algorithm's way more interesting. And it's like, it's like embroidery this and then like skateboarding and then some like old VX page uh, that they like, are like selling parts on. And then like, I really like recently watching um, nice nail videos because they're really satisfying like really crazy manicures those are dope and then i'll watch these the kind of like i don't know you're following the like if you high pages and stuff like that all the be satisfying videos and they're like i'm gonna poke it foam it's like watch it mine just shows me like a hot mask lesbians i don't know what happened I don't know. My kid took my phone. This isn't me. I don't know I don't how to know. do this. 
Brutal arrests while you watch cute videos, and then you can she can switch it back up for you. you oh, that's a good idea. It might like yeah, yeah. I think they're taking a bunch of them down now because they're like, I mean, they're seriously like hashtag cops, and I'm like, under no, I've never wanted to watch anything hashtag cops in my life. Yeah. Uh, especially not hashtag FYP. FYP. For your page. <laughs> what do you think about sponsored fingerboarding? Completely legitimate career. <laughs> yes. I got a box once. It was sick. Wait, is it a little box? <laughs> yeah, a little box with like a little tiny sheet of grip. It was like, set my shit up. Where it Comes in an envelope. Yeah. No, it was quick though. I also got like, I got like, uh, flowed a bunch of shit from Candy Jacobs when she was riding on Black River. And that was like the Hell best. Yeah. I swear the shit that she gave me was worth like more than like half the like skate shit that I get. Like the flat bars and she gave me this little case, like two completes, like all this stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. I love fingerboarding. I take that shit everywhere. I'm probably going to like, yeah, that's probably going to outlast skateboarding for me. <laughs> Keep going. Skateboarding. Just all like, like arthritic and yeah. like hunched over, like flipping onto the like miniature flat bar. Yeah, I'm like, my knees are fucked, but my wrists less fucked. <laughs> a little bit. That's it. That's that's a game I call. What's your opinion on? Well, that, yeah, we kind of went on a bit of a tangent. I'm not too good at the bullets. Luna, do you, have a, do you have a trick challenge for us? Oh, you guys do those. Yeah, enthusi- enthusiasm. Uh, you do <laughs> those. <laughs> we love enthusiasm. You, get, you ask the person on the show what to do. Is it something yeah. that like... Like you, y'all are supposed to do? We'll try yeah. it. And if people do it and tag us in the story and Ryan or I remember to log into the Instagram, we repost it. I want to do Pop Show 50s and then Ryan is exclusively Pop Show 50s on round rails. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> I, there's no way I could do that. Hey, uh, thank you. Let's, let's do it. You, yeah, you have a good back show. You can do it. That's good. Yeah. Or French I'm a, shove. Wait, I'm a switch French shove 50 guy. I'm a switch up 50 guy. Uh, Good old pop shove, backside pop shove, front side 50 50. Yeah, that's legit. That's a good trick. I think that I think that some some skaters out there will pull that. Wait, front front side shove it back 50 50? No, back shove front 50. Yeah, like back shove full in front of you. Yeah. And if you want to for for full little kid points, you could front 180 out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nolly Nolly back 180 is a good one too. <laughs> 50, 50 shove 50 50 and then stop and then do it like a Nolly back 180 out. Next challenge is gonna be 50 kick flips. <laughs> 50 kick flips are my I hate that trick. <laughs> we all we all love a good 50 kick flip. <laughs> that and kick flip. Fakey rock are my least favorite tricks in the oh, world. Yeah. That's I saw I saw a kickflip rock and the bowl at the Olympics. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> I saw a kickflip was decked out. It was like, whoa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was the sick. So delay of game and then come in. <laughs> Flag on the field. Flag on the field. Delay of game. <laughs> That's so sick. Uh I'll film front shove it. Front 50-50. Back, no, back, back shove, front fifty. Back shove. Front yeah, 50, in, 50. in Arizona, it's called the OG shove. <laughs> OG okay. shove, out of fifty in the middle. 
the the OG shove is the is the back shove. Oh okay. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the OG shove because French shove's. But also, French, I mean, French shove is second tier. It's the second one you learn. Can you the demonstrate OG. on a fingerboard real quick? Because I'm like I'm really confused now because we're overthinking something simple. A shove it 50 50 like the little kid trick or like like a French shove it 50 50. No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. That trick. Okay. Una just demonstrated with a lighter. It's a shove it 50 50. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I was Alex, thinking. I feel, like, I, feel like you just, I feel like you made this way more complicated than it is. I did. Whatever is the easiest way to just shove it into a 50 50. Yeah, I was thinking like French shove it front 50 50. No, that's front shove front grind. There's like two people like Kevin Turpin yeah. and Mike Anderson who have done that. I can't believe you can name that, Ted. Back shove back 50 sick too. Ryan, you can probably do those. Uh maybe on like a curb. I'm not I'm really not great at pop shoves, but I'm I'm down to give this one a try. Um I like this. Sick. You should be down. Coming full circle, you know, you were talking about the knife foot back fifty uh thing yeah. and I counting because I feel like I summarized it as like I felt like it just felt like a nollie flip with a curb in the middle. Like, not like a nollie flip. <laughs> it was like, nollie flip. oh, shit, there's a curb. And it like, <laughs> boom. And then that wasn't clean. So I'm, I'm going to redo that for sure. I like when, uh, you know, when you do the kickflip 50s and you land kind of in the middle and then the board just like falls down to the ground because you didn't have enough pressure on the tail to like coast off of the end of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we, we used to call those plane crash. Like you do a kickflip 50 and then plane crash. Cause like, yeah, the, if you're on like a real size ledge, the, the nose will hit the ground and your front foot will just be floating. <laughs> That's a good analogy for it. The plane yeah, crash. That's a great one. All right. Well, I think that, I think that about wraps it up, right? Everybody. Hey guys, I think we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did it. Thank you so much, Una, for coming on. Always a treat. Yeah, it was nice to see your your faces and hear your voice. I didn't know it was going to be like a Zoom thing, and so this is a pleasant surprise. You think we were going to call you on the phone? I thought it was going to be phone. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Our intro music, as always, is by the band Roar out of Phoenix, Arizona. Our credits music is by the wonderful, the talented Dylan Bryan out of wisconsin madison i believe if i'm wrong i'll change it and our logo and graphic design as always by the wonderful the talented michael warfel out of st louis missouri thank you again uh thank you all again to the kind people who are uh helping us out over at patreon.com uh on our pro flow tier we've got the good homies andy yamazaki Lauren Romero, Sean Doyle, Lars Garvey Lang Peterson, Cameron Jimmo, and Betsy Gordon. Y'all are the wind beneath our fucking wings. Is that the saying? Wind beneath my. That doesn't sound right for some reason. <laughs>